Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and co-parents of all ages, this podcast is for you. Introducing in the center ring, the amicable divorce expert, Judith Weigel. Welcome back, everybody. Last week, we did our episode on honesty. The title of the episode was Solutions Are Simple If You're Honest. And that is honestly true. No pun intended here. That is true regardless of where you are in life, regardless of any situation that you're in. Solutions are simple if you're honest. And the reason why solutions are simple if you're honest is because it really gets to the heart of what it is you're dealing with. If you skirt around issues, if you're not really honest about what the issue is, what you have uh, participated in to get you to the issue and how you really see the solution going forward with no ulterior motives, solutions are really simple. I want to go a step further in this discussion and I'd like to talk about trust and the importance of trust if you're going to be honest. Trust comes into our lives on a daily basis. I mean, something as simple as ordering takeout. This is my favorite example of all time because I go nuts. If I order takeout for lunch primarily, I go pick it up. I don't check the bag before I leave the restaurant because I just want to trust that the people who have taken my order are going to put the order together correctly. I want to trust that if I order guacamole at a Mexican restaurant, the chips will come with it. You know, my favorite Mexican restaurant I don't go to anymore because there's always a problem in the takeout. Yes, if I look in the bag, which I should, which everybody should before they leave the restaurant, you can identify what's not right in the order. But you know why we don't all do it all the time? We're exhausted. We just want to hand over our decisions, our follow-up, our trust to you, the restaurant who's fulfilling the order. We just want to trust that you've put the, the utensils in there and everything that's supposed to go with the order is there. I can't tell you the number of times, which is 100%, when I've ordered something for takeout, haven't checked the bag, it's not the right order, and I have to go back to the restaurant. Okay, that's a simplistic example. Let's talk about trust on a larger scale in your divorce, because that's why we're here, right? Let's talk about trust from the inception of the relationship. Did trust exist while you were dating? Trust meaning in the little things. When you say you're going to pick me up or meet me somewhere on time, are you? Or are you constantly late? Or do you get the days wrong? But it's the late thing that comes up more than anything. So, So let's start when the relationship started. Was there trust? Did you feel comfortable being yourself? Or did you feel you had to behave in a way, dress in a way, speak in a way that wasn't really you? But if you didn't have the facade, you wouldn't have this person in your life. But the bottom line is, if we can't be ourselves, 
in front of the people that we want in our lives, it's not going to work out. We're not going to continue to have this person in our lives. Did we develop a relationship with somebody we really shouldn't have? Did we trust our decision-making? Did we trust our gut feeling that this may not be the right person for us to marry, to have children with, to rely on for our comfort, for our solace, for the stability in our lives going forward? Did we trust our own decision-making? Quite often, it's just uncanny that I will have people in mediation and uh, the session may not have accomplished all the goals that they wanted, or it was a rough session, and we got to some decisions, but it was a rough session. And invariably, the person who is second to leave the room, to leave my office, will start talking and they'll start divulging and they'll start saying things like, all the red flags were there before we got married. I just didn't pay attention to them. I remember a mediation. It was the second time I had met with this couple, and there were a couple years in between. We had one mediation. It didn't really work out. They were arguing still, uh, and there was no trust. She did not trust that the financial information he was bringing to the divorce filing, to the mediation, was accurate information. And honestly, When I listen to people, now everybody's a stranger when they come to the office for the first time. I don't know anybody because if I do, I typically won't take the mediation. I I really prefer strangers because then that means you're on an even keel. Like I know if both people signed off, yes, we know Judy and she's fine. We personally know her. Um. I would be very cautious and careful if I took the mediation. And if it was family, I probably wouldn't. But but be that as it may, uh, everybody's a stranger. So everybody's on an even keel. I get to figure out who's being truthful, who's not, um, you know, and it's not just financial truth. It's, are you being truthful really about, are you on substance abuse? You know, people who aren't already in um, a self-help program, they won't be honest about being a substance abuser. And the other spouse will bring it up because it's important if there are minor children. You really have to straighten this stuff out before you negotiate co-parenting time. Because once a child is handed off to a person for co-parenting time where there are no other adults available... And something happens because a substance is being used, or even if it's a sex addiction, you might be on the computer and leave your kids downstairs and they could get into trouble. And then because you weren't there and available or that person wasn't there and available, they're now in hot water because their kids somehow hurt themselves. I mean, do you remember when there was a child who died in Tommy Lee's pool in Malibu, Tommy Lee being the drummer for Motley Crue? And Tommy is a known drug user. Maybe he had cleaned up his act. 
um, you know, overuse of alcohol because when you're young and touring, you will overdo it, right? Well, you know, possibly that had all cleaned up, but that reputation stays with you. So you really have to clean stuff like that up. Honesty is the predecessor to trust. So again, do you trust your spouse? Do you trust your spouse to take care of the children? Do you trust your spouse to uh, provide financial information? But do you trust yourself? This is the first starting point. Do you trust yourself to be as honest as possible? Do you trust yourself to say, I probably didn't make the right decision to get married. And, and here we are now. We can't stay married. Trust is such an important part of engaging in any type of relationship that we have to be extremely thoughtful about the people we bring to our lives. So you may have thought you had a great marriage, but there were some things you had to work out. And then all of a sudden you find out there's other things that never surfaced and now you're getting divorced. So we have two types of divorces. We have a divorce in which an event happened to destroy the trust in the relationship and now we're getting divorced. It cannot be repaired. Or we have the regular garden variety of trust motivated by fear, motivated by the fact that we're getting divorced. So you could really, up until the time you have filed for divorce, you could have really trusted one another and both of you pro could have been very honest with each other all along. So let's take that example first. Really, there was no distrust. We just grew apart. Either we made the wrong decision to get married, but we were very kind to one another. We're just not happy. We're just not fulfilling each other's needs, fulfilling each other's goals. We're moving in different directions, how we want our life to go. And that's perfectly normal. You know, there's nothing to be mad about at each other. It's just, okay, you're growing differently. And then funny enough, in those situations, trust and fear factor in once you're getting divorced because we've heard these horrible things about divorce. You know, people's lives are destroyed. They get lawyers that are adversarial by nature and don't want to support an amicable divorce. Why? Because they don't make as much money. If they, if they let things be amicable and they let the easy decisions be made, they won't make as much money. And there are people out there like that. So we've heard these horror stories, right? We also listen to our friends' divorces. We look at our parents' divorces and we see all horrible things that came out of it. That doesn't have to be your divorce, though. You can have the better divorce. All you have to do is have the right people involved. But it's a natural fear that puts walls up, that prevents trust. I want you to be aware of this. Because those are self-made walls. That's, that's a fear that you don't have to have. You really don't. When people decide to get divorced, they do put walls up. 
They're protective walls. They're walls to make you insular so that you can go into self-reflection and figure out, well, what really did go wrong? Or what happened that made us grow in different ways? So that you can choose your next partner better so that you can resolve the emotions of what I call the emotional divorce so that you can grow from the divorce. I look at divorce as a growth experience. I don't look at it, look at it as a failure. I don't look at it as something to blame the other person or beat yourself up on. And I know that different cultures, different religions may put you in a position of imposition, so to speak. They won't support the divorce. You may be rejected. Just focus on the divorce. Just focus on let's resolve this relationship and let's resolve it in the best way possible. So natural fear will prevent trust. I don't know. I mean, now that we're getting divorced, I don't know. If you've had a good marriage and you just grew apart, There's no reason to distrust one another. There really isn't. But get legal advice. Understand how to divide assets and debts properly. And then once you both understand the laws of your state, then you can make a creative settlement that maybe veers from the laws of the state, but that is supported by both of you, but that are supported by both of you. So you can even have a level of distrust because you're in a foreign environment. You've never been divorced before. You've only heard of terrible divorces. Maybe you've never heard of amicable divorces, and there's a lot of them. There are a lot of people who divorce amicably that don't want to blame one another, that don't want to compromise one another. I mean, I do say divorce is an issue of compromise, meaning there's a give and take. You know, just even though you know the laws of the state, maybe the uh, the path of the relationship suggests that you may do a slightly different settlement. As long as both of you are on board for that, that's fine. Now let's move on to the other type of divorce where there has been distrust in the relationship, where maybe one person hasn't been privy to financial information. Maybe one person found out the other person was leading a double life. Okay, so that's the tougher divorce. You have to resolve the emotions of that divorce first seriously have to resolve them before you file for the legal divorce. You really have to go to therapy. Both of you have to go to therapy. You either go to individual therapists or you go to therapy together so that together you can resolve the emotional divorce. You can resolve all the feelings of distrust, of devastation that now are part of this emotional experience that you're going through. Do not try and lawyer up and have these people deal with the emotions of the divorce. They can't. If you go to the wrong attorneys, they will exacerbate the feelings of distrust. 
it makes them more money. You want a lawyer that says you need therapy before we file. You need a lawyer that says we can work out all the financial stuff. There are ways to do it. Believe me, there are ways to do it. But I want you to take care of yourself first. I mean, maybe you have to file just to stop the financial bleeding. Maybe if you're in a situation where one person has co-signed your name and you never knew about it and made some very bad financial decisions that could involve you in payback if you don't file, name a date of separation, and get that craziness start stopped. You know, you may have to do that and get that person served the other person served. But stop, take a breath, get therapy, because you're going to need it entering into a divorce where you have been betrayed, betrayed emotionally, betrayed sexually, betrayed financially. You're going to need to square away those feelings so that you can not be highly emotional while you're exchanging disclosure forms, not be highly emotional while you're making settlement decisions and not be highly emotional guiding your attorney. You know, your attorney needs your help. You need your attorney's help speaking for you so that maybe you need some space and distance between you and your spouse guiding you through the steps in the filing, um, making sure if your spouse has hired an attorney that is untrustworthy, your attorney knows how to handle it. Yeah, you need to hire a good attorney if there's financial distrust without a doubt. If there's no financial distrust and there's been the emotional distrust, the sexual distrust, there's no payback in community property states and no fault divorce states and most states are no fault no fault divorces there's no damages you can collect um emotionally because your spouse has left the marriage you know unfortunately i've had a few clients that have said to me i want punitive damages i want $100,000 because he left me emotionally no you're not getting it Unfortunately, it's not civil court. It's family court. And most states are no-fault divorce states. So you, you can't go down that road. But you have to have trust on many different levels. The very first level is to trust yourself. Trust that you are getting the help you need through a therapist that's helping you, through a divorce coach that may be helping you, through a good mediator who is there to recognize when we need to take a break, where you need to get help in another way so that you can focus and not say, give him anything he wants or give her anything she wants. I just want out of this. You don't want to do it that way. That's the wrong way. That's not a healthy way of getting out of a relationship. So you need to trust that you're now at a place where you can speak for yourself or you at least have the right people around me that can speak your truth. That's what you need. 
And if you're the one that caused the divorce, in order to have the right trust for you to be able to function on a better keel, you need to apologize. Heartfelt apology. And you need to explain where you went wrong. Not to, do not blame the other person. Because even if the other person drove you to adultery, you needed to talk about that first before adultery. Or if adultery just started, stop it and have that conversation. And let that person get angry. Let that person get wild and crazy. Let that person do whatever they want to do. They need to do it. They need to lash out. They need to, you know, express themselves and then work really hard to say, that's all on pause. I really, really want to get the divorce done correctly with you. I want to at least earn your trust in the settlement decisions that we make. I will be honest with you. I feel badly. You know, something like that if you're the perpetrator. If you're not the perpetrator, you're the one that feels victimized. Life sucks. Life it doesn't bring with it a ton of guarantees. So there's trust about life. You know, why did life do this to me? Why did this happen to have to happen to me? I don't know. It just did. So any good coach or therapist might say to you, okay, what we can trust about life is that it's going to throw us curveballs. That's what we can trust about life. But when we receive that curveball, it's about how we work around it how we send the ball back, how we look at the curveball and say, okay, well, I don't like this. This isn't fun. I didn't deserve this. Okay, maybe you needed it. Maybe you didn't deserve it, but you needed it in order to grow. So I have the feeling, and I've said this a million times on this podcast and in life, I think that everything that comes to us are learning lessons that we need. And only then can we trust life. Can we trust that getting up in the morning, doing the right thing, treating people well, you know, doing the right thing for our employers, our children. You know, that means we can trust ourselves to do the right thing. And so when life throws us a curveball, When life gives us a challenge that seems insurmountable, we have the tools and the resources to go in and just say, maybe I don't like this, but what am I supposed to learn from this? What is this going to teach me so that I can come back stronger and better? And so that's where I think trust comes in. All right, my silly little example at the beginning about, dang, You can't even trust takeout to put everything right in the bag. All right, well, Judy, maybe this is teaching you that these people are busy. They didn't do this to hurt you, but just look at the bag. Just do that before you leave the restaurant. So just look in the bag of your divorce. Just look at 
things that maybe you should have been aware of in the past and weren't? You know, just look at, well, maybe I need to be mindful of this then. Maybe you are not a compassionate person. Maybe forgiveness is very difficult for you. Now you're being given your biggest challenge with forgiveness. And maybe if you can forgive, you're not accepting the behavior, but you're allowing this person, your spouse, to be human. Being human means we don't always do the right thing. You know, what did Maya Maya Angelou, the poet, say? Um, Maybe doing the right, maybe we think we're doing the right thing. Uh, When you know better, you do better. That's it. When you know better, you do better. And sometimes we just don't know better. We think we should know better. We just don't. You know, and just remember, your spouse is working out their own lives, too. You know, they're being given challenges that they need to grow and learn from. You know, when we can get to a place of saying, okay, everybody's human. We all screw up. We all do things we wish we didn't do. Well, I didn't do anything as worse as that, as bad as that. Maybe not in that, maybe not in that one area, but maybe in other areas that you haven't been called out on yet. When we can get to the point of saying, we're all human, I forgive. The forgiveness is for you, by the way, so that you can get to the point of trust again. So that you can trust that when life throws you a curveball, you can throw it back. Not to hurt the other person, but just just to be able to pick up that event and say, all right, here you go, life. I give you this event back in spades. This is how I'm going to use my divorce to grow, to improve. Um, I will say I'm sorry if I'm to blame, and I will forgive if needed. And that's the first step in dealing with trust again, to allow yourself to get into another relationship where you trust, to allow yourself to know that this isn't going to devastate you, that you're going to be able to do what you have to do to move your life forward. And that that's where trust comes in. Starts with you, so that you can give it to other people. All right, so that's it for today. That's this week's message. I hope this has struck some chords with some people because we can use this outside of divorce, by the way. We can use it with any family member, any friend, our employers. We can use the the the, the lesson on trust um, in many other ways places in our lives. So listen, please tell people about this podcast. Subscribe if you haven't. Hit like if you haven't yet. Tell me if there's anything you would like me to cover on this podcast. I'm always open to new ideas. And as always, have an amicable day. That's our show for today. Thank you for joining us. Be good to yourselves, be kind to your spouse, and cherish your children above all else.